Hello, fitness enthusiasts. How are you? How are you? Ooh, I have been deep in thought after my event this weekend. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I participated in my first endurance event in the better part of two years. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm sorry, but this episode is a little late because I had some soreness. Not crazy pain, but the normal soreness, which is to be expected after intense exercise. However, your girl did not plan for it. I know, I know. That makes no sense. And when I think about it now, I can't imagine how I didn't factor in time to accommodate for extra care for my body as it recovers. But I didn't because that's what happens when you don't plan or you leave things out of the plan. We can get off track. Thankfully, this is minor, but it could have been a much bigger issue. Failing to plan can be one of those mind tricks that keeps us from progressing the way that we should. We self-sabotage, we end up self-sabotaging in a way that brings about an expected conclusion, kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, you know, think about it. How many times have you said to yourself, this is the year I'm going to get back into shape this year, or, you know, next week I'm going to go to the gym and start a new workout program. I'm going to start eating better. How many times have you said something like that, but this year turned into next year and next week turned into next month without ever having started? Or maybe you did get started. Maybe you started, but you stopped after a few days or a few weeks for one reason or another. Well, what it comes down to is this. You said the words, but you didn't actually put together a plan to get there. Now, why is that? You may not know why you're stuck in that loop. You know, maybe you or someone else convinced you that you're stuck there because you just didn't want it enough. And you're not planning is your proof that you didn't want it enough. You know, that might be the case, but the odds are it's not. Because you're a person who sets high standards and goals for yourself. You're also thoughtful and you give of your time and energy to the people around you, to your job, to your loved ones, and you plan in those areas. And you're flexible when that plan goes sideways in those areas. So the question we have to ask is, why aren't you doing that for yourself? Does it feel like that between your efforts for others and any life events, injuries or illnesses that have occurred, there just isn't much time or energy left for you? Are you finding yourself less and less fit as you'd like to be, disconnected with who you are at your core and exhausted much of the time? I know what that's like. I've been there. And I got to ask, isn't it time you take care of yourself the same way you take care of everyone and everything else? Like I said, I've been there and I'd like to help you find a way to get back to improve fitness to a level that you've been thinking about for some time now. It's been tugging at you. It's that nagging feeling you got down deep inside that you have more in you and you want to show up more for yourself and work on revealing the best of you. Well, let me tell you, the first step in that journey is through the first building block to forming a foundation of fitness, and that's the mind. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk a bit about how that works, how the mind works, 
how it processes and um, can hurt us or help us and how we can do things to ensure that our mind is working effectively for us. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Sin with Mind Your Matters Redefining Fitness podcast at SAS Factor Fitness. I'm a certified personal trainer with a corrective exercise specialty. I'm a former athlete and first responder who has also recovered from multiple injuries, yet I continue to participate in endurance sports and activities. It's not easy, but I'm out there. And I'm cultivating a community of fitness enthusiasts that believe at the core fitness is about total well-being physically, mentally, and spiritually. And if you're seeking to get reconnected with yourself in order to restore fitness and to achieve optimal fitness goals after injury, illness, or other life events had other plans, you're in the right place. Because here we talk about topics in all areas we truly believe are connected to fitness, including mindset. We can't get physically fit until we adjust our mindset and relationships with ourselves so that we can be successful in the efforts that we put out. You know, the point is not to just gain fitness, but to sustain it. So in other words, if you can change your mindset, you can change your results. And the number one reason that is, is because the mind is a powerful thing. It controls everything. It was designed to work on us and our issues, even when we aren't aware it's doing its thing in the background, you know, like with our heartbeat, with breathing, automatic thought processes, whatever your brain focuses on, it magnifies as it tries to solve. And, you know, it usually does that from a position of protection, which means it's looking for what's not working and what's wrong rather than what's wor- what is working and what's right. And this is meaningful uh, because science tells us that focusing on the negative puts us in a downward spiral in a direction we usually don't want to go, and certainly not the direction we set out to travel toward our goals. Now, what that means for you and me is that if enough times other people tell us, you know, or we tell ourselves that something can't be done or that it can't be done by us, then we eventually begin to believe it. And why is that? Because our brain believes what we tell it. You might be surprised to know that the average person has between 12 and 60,000 thoughts per day. About 80% of those thoughts, they're negative. And 95% of those negative thoughts are on repeat each day. Y'all, they're in a loop in our heads, running round and round in there wreaking havoc. Many times our inability to make progress is because we've convinced ourselves that we can't. The reasons we give ourselves might be standard ones like, you know, I don't have time. I'm too old. I have responsibilities that I have to prioritize. And there may even be other reasons that are unique to our situations. But the point is those reasons are focused on what we say we can't do and not what we can do. And the brain listens to that. It doesn't look for ways to convince you otherwise. And I understand that because I've done it myself. I've given myself all of those justifications, every one of them, as well as some that relate to my injury and pain combined with one or more of those reasons. And the truth is, each of those reasons holds some validity and should be respected on some level because we all have things going on. We all have stuff happening. 
but they don't necessarily have the last say in the matter. You do. In order to get back on the path, we need to retrain our minds to work for us rather than against us as it solves our issues. Now, one way to accomplish that is to first reconnect with self and shift perspective to create healthy relationships with self, others, food, and exercise. But that's the tricky part because there's a lot of information out there about how to accomplish those healthy relationships. But we got to ask ourselves, how many of those methods have really worked in the past for us, for you? There's a better solution than doing the same things that have previously given temporary inconsistent results or that no longer work. And I get it because I just went through this in my own life. As you know, I experienced chronic pain as a result of, of my injuries. And some days that pain is barely noticeable. It's pretty good, you know. Other days, though, it's um, a struggle to even get out of the bed without a lot of effort. But despite that, you know, back in October, I decided to sign up to participate in a running event that actually was just held last Sunday. And uh, between October and now, I expected that I would have three months to prepare for this event, you know, after not running for almost two years and really not walking long distances until about the last six months. I got in some good sessions though, uh, but the pain and the time constraints from my job interfered with my ability to do all of the things that I really set out to do. At the end of the day, I was okay with it because I made a lot of really good gains. So what it came down to is that I knew I wouldn't be running the whole event, but I was confident that I would run more than I had in years and I could finish feeling good about that accomplishment and feeling really great about being further along in my goal progression. The thing is that when I woke up that morning, it was one of those days where it was a struggle to get out of bed. And the first thing my brain did and my mind went right along with it was to go into protection mode. Now, if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts or you're familiar with how the brain operates, you know that pain causes or chronic pain causes changes in our brain. And one of those changes is that over time, the brain's pain receptors become more overactive and more sensitive to sensations and they signal feelings of pain. So even when there's no actual pain present, the brain is telling the body that it is and we can't tell the difference. All we know is that our brain is warning us that pain is present and that we should be wary of anything we're doing or, you know, maybe stop or sometimes don't do it at all. That's what our brain tells us. And as a result, we don't want to engage in movement very much. The real issue is that, or the issue with that is that real pain feels exactly the same as that other pain that's not really there. So we have to figure out how can we tell the difference between the pain we need to work through and the pain that we need to listen to. And that's movement. And it sounds counterintuitive, I know, but we have to move to determine if the pain that's persistent and worsens or whether that's the pain that lessens and lubricates as our muscles get moving and working. So that morning when I woke up, I had a tremendous amount of self-talk to do to get myself in the right mindset, to get up and into my gym and to get to foam rolling and stretching and to figure out for myself which of those feelings of pain I was actually experiencing. You know, was it the fake pain? Was it the pain where my brain is telling me, you know, don't move, don't move, I think this is gonna hurt? Or is it the actual pain that was, you know, protecting me? And the only way that I was gonna figure that out was to 
you know, get my butt up, to get up and move and to see how I felt. And that took a lot, a lot of work. And previously, thankfully, I had gotten into a routine of breath work and doing meditation and gratitude during times of stress and pain and anxiety and things like that. And all of that came into play to get me into the right mindset to do what needed doing and to meet my goal. And I'm going to talk about those techniques in another episode. Um, I have a wonderful guest lined up uh, to delve into that area. So stay tuned for that. But for that morning, the truth was your girl was a hot mess. I was, I was not doing good. My muscles were tight and the joints were stiff. The house was freezing. It was so cold that early in the morning. And I knew it was going to be even colder outside. So all the information that was going into my brain were reasons why I should not get up and I should stay in the bed. But I was able to use my routine to refocus my mind so that it would tell my body that it wanted movement instead. And as I got up and started moving and continued moving, thankfully my muscles and joints started to move more fluidly and with less and less pain. So by the time I got to the event, I was good to go. And uh, let me tell you, you can see by the smile, it was fantastic the way I felt when I finished. I was so awesome afterwards. And if you haven't already seen it, please go to my Instagram page and check out my post-race post there. I went on live and I talked all about the experience. So you should go there and check it out and see what I had to say. But in a nutshell, for these purposes, it turned out to be very beneficial for me that day and for my mental state about my abilities now and going forward. But before I got to that point, I really had to work at first preparing my mind to want it and then my body for movement and movement in a proper way. I had to get my will and my brain on the same page. And you know, as I worked on that, the more I moved, the more my brain began to believe, yes, you can move. Yes, you can stand, you can walk, you can run, whatever. You can do those things. And by the way, when can we get started? <laughs> it did that. It did that rather than what are we doing? You know, don't do any of that. Sit down, stop moving, stay in the bed. I don't know, you know, what the things that, you know, we often end up having happen when our brain has been uh, affected by the pain so much that it starts telling our mind, you know, to give us cues not to move. So it was interesting that, you know, while I was out there, the more that I was moving, I could just feel this feeling inside of me of excitement start to well up. It, you know, the more that I was out there moving and the longer that I challenged myself through movement, the more that feeling popped up and creeped up and it confirmed what I've always known that what we think impacts our behavior and what we believe we achieve. Getting your body to move again can change the way your brain functions and remap itself. It can get it to remap itself and it does it through this process that's called neuroplasticity and that's the brain's ability to modify, adapt and change in structure and function over time in response to experience. What the body experiences, the mind learns from. And, uh, you know, the mind learns to give different signals to the body and the body then does what the mind tells it. And the process builds on itself. 
It's pretty fantastic. The mind-body connection is essential to restoring fitness and making lasting changes. It's like magic. It's like magic. Changing the mindset and implementing a new system can prepare your mind and your body for movement. And, you know, as the body continues to move properly, the more activities we can participate in with less pain. And the less pain we experience, the more we are going to want to move. And the more we want to move the, main, the and feel good about it, the more our brain will prompt us to move rather than prompting us to stay still. And that, folks, is uh, where we're trying to go. Because at that point, we have a better a chance of sustaining a fitness plan. Uh, because our brain and our will and our body is all kind of working together uh, synergistically. They're working together to get us towards our goal. And that's what we really, really want. That's what we're here for. That's what we fight ourselves over and we beat ourselves up about is trying to get those three things to work in conjunction so that we can move towards our goal of improved fitness. Whew. It's a, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm working there. You know, I'm a work in progress, just like the rest of you, just like those of you out there were in the same boat. I'm right there with you. I've had enough injuries over the years that I have figured out a way to get myself back from those injuries and do things that people were telling me I couldn't, that doctors sometimes even told me that I wasn't going to be able to do. And I shock them. I shock myself sometimes. This plan has worked for me very well. It took me a long time of trial and error to get there, but it works. And unfortunately with my job, sometimes injuries are, are not preventable. Sometimes they are. And sometimes we, you know, we're human. I do things I'm not supposed to. I sit, you see me doing this. <laughs> I sit poorly sometimes in front of a computer. There are things that I do that contribute to the injuries and I'm trying to work on those as well. But I, I figured out a way that if in fact it gets really far away from us that I figured out a way back. And, and that's the thing is getting that, that trajectory to get back when, when we've gotten so far down the path that we don't think we can, but I'm here to tell you a lot of times, a lot of times there's a way, there's a better way. And I hope you join me in my journey and I hope that I can help you along in yours. It would be um, a wonderful, wonderful relationship, hopefully. If you want to know more about breathwork and habit creation, check out the article Habits Create Destiny at mindyourmatters-sff.com. And to learn more about how body movement is affected by pain, click on the video card above. I think it's there. Maybe it's there. And watch my video on chronic pain and motor function. And until next time, this is Sin at Fast Factor Fitness reminding you to mind your matter.